For those who don't remember, Tim was one of our former leaders at the church, uh, part of our, our, our various church councils. He was, he's the nephew of our, one of our, our uh, I call him emeritus elders, Joy and Andre, and also um, our founding pastor, John Price. And he came, I think, back in November to tell us about the vision for 2020, the particular event, uh, where probably nearly 3,000 people, ordinary folks from the black country, gathered together to vision that what God wants to do for our decade to come and about how we do that together as the body of Christ, pursuing the vision of transformation in every aspect of our society in our locality. And do you remember what he shared when we, and he came to us? He said, um, I'd heard from God about clearly giving him a decade. Uh, imagining that and reading uh, from Luke 19, Tim did, particularly verse 28. And in my Bible, that particular uh, portion of scripture is titled, Jesus comes to Jerusalem as king. And the, that was the account of when Jesus, prior to entering to the city, um, was being heralded by the ordinary folks as their king. And uh, Jesus ordered his disciples prior to going to the city, to go into the neighboring village to get a donkey or, or a colt in some scriptures, uh, where he could ride on it into the city of Jerusalem as king. And this just wasn't any other donkey. Um, it was an unconventional uh, means of transportation for the king of kings. Unconventional because kings don't ride donkeys, as you know. Completely outside of the box. Unconventional because the scripture says that also that particular donkey, no one had ridden it before. Which speaks to what I'd say, as Tim was articulating at the time, of uniqueness, bespokeness, pioneering, and particularly for mission and missionary. An opportunity for the king to be celebrated in a way which hasn't been done before. So what I want to do this morning is, in the context of the update for the building, yes, you'll hear some figures, yes, you'll hear about where we're at or where we think we need to go, but we have a context, and this isn't just about Junction 10. It's a context into also us working out in fear and trembling about what God is saying, not just to, to us, but across a, a region. And all of us together have to try and work out before the Lord, how it all fits together. Because I always say that God isn't a schizophrenic. He doesn't have different personalities where he tells you something and then completely forgets what he's told someone else. God is a God of order. He's a God of planning and precision. So if he says something to you, even at the micro level, it will have synchronicity with what he says to the wider. And the challenge for us as a church is to work out what that means when we bring our little bit of the mosaic together to try and envisage that com more complete picture of God's purposes and God's plans, not just for us in our own individual walk, which God is interested in, but for our town, our region, and our nation. Yes? So, give me a decade. Let's break it down as it may relate to us. And um, we have prayerfully, as a church, for many, many years, considered to establish, as Joe said, a presence once again, 
on that site in 323 Wolverhampton Road. And we are currently calling it the Allenwell Resource Centre, or ARC, as you know, as for a shorter uh, title. And give me a decade is what Tim said. And our ARC will be, by God's grace and our faithfulness, be ready mid-decade. That's what we've been saying, haven't we, folks? Yes. We at Junction 10 are coordinating our time and energies and efforts to see that facility operating open middle of this decade. We've had not just a, a vision and a word to build that facility, but we've also had, for those of you maybe on, on, on that more recent journey with us, you've heard that the word of a, a church of a thousand spoken many, many years ago. Well, that building has a thousand seats in it. Yeah? And that's what we're planning to build. Prophetic words. Because if you know your scriptures well, sometimes the word has been spoken and it, is take, it takes generations for it to sometimes fulfill itself or manifest itself. And just because it was spoken so many, 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 many years ago, doesn't make it a lie or false. It doesn't even mean we've got to try and work it up because God is a God of order and he's above and outside time. But if he has spoken it, it will surely come to pass. And God is looking for faithful people on earth, that's men and women, boys and girls, who will connect with his word and say, let it be so. Who will say the yes and the amen. And I'm so pleased, we are so pleased that many, many people, you in this church, are saying the yes and the amen to that word. So, give me a decade. I've shown, I've said, in essence, that's the time slot we've got to get this building effectively open in around 2024. And you know, folks, um, we're doing energies and efforts to try and get to that. And I'll talk a bit later about the sense. Even if you didn't say, the Lord said, give us a decade. Well, clearly we're banking five years here, roughly. Obviously we started a little before that. And then obviously the thing's got to operate beyond that, yeah? So let's look at uh, what we've said, and it's always good to recap. We're raising around five million pounds, maybe a little more, a little less in terms of what the building is gonna look like, and there's a meeting um, next week, this week rather, with some of the um, pre-construction team just to look through the granularity of what it's gonna take to build that building. Recognizing now we've got some Partners on the journey with us, yes, like the YMCA and for mission, etc., etc., to finalise what are the sort of things that they want in 2020, so that the guys can put a more precise cost to what it is, because that five million was a sort of thumb in the air, um, you know, working out roughly based on the uh, the overall planning permission that we've got, and you see obviously the different component parts of what we're trying to do, based on the footprint of the building, you know. Um, that we've got a, a, a team looking at trying to raise an additional million pounds. And I'm always conscious and careful of what we say. And sometimes you've got to be, not be fearful, but wise, because people do listen to our podcasts. Yeah. 
who aren't in this church, right? And I've already told you that someone in high places, if those who have ears, has, has said they're minded to try help us find us get that bit, right? I've told you that in the past. I'm not going to say it again, but I'm saying that's, that's there. So thank you, Lord. Let's see how that works out. You know, the different partners in terms of the Bible college in principle are committing to that. YMCA on the nursery. And we're also talking to the health trusts around that bit there. We're still working on that bit, which is a sizable chunk about who's going to be partnered with us. There are people talking about it, but there's still, still some way to go. But this is our bit, the church, because the bit that we've got, in addition to the thousand-seat auditorium, as you know, there's a minor hall and some offices. And we, as a church, are raising money towards that bit there. Yeah? We've got responsibility for all of it, of course, before the Lord, but our commitment, we're sowing into that. Yeah? Okay. So, how have we done? What month are we in? February, right? So we didn't do a building update last uh, month, but let's see how we got on by the end of the year. Again, this is thumb in the air, folks. Roll back to the end of 20, goodness me, 2017, where we said, let's keep going with this and let's see if we can try and raise some funds. I think in the first year, 2018, we said, let's try and raise 40 odd thousand quid, which we did. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, folks. And then we said, let's try and raise £63,000 in 2019. Again, no exact science to that, but before the Lord, let's see what we can do. And it was in that period that we also raised our talents challenge, didn't we? And some of you were challenged personally and corporately to say, let's give a bit more over and above what you give to our general day-to-day funds that keeps the lights on, keeps our staff in, in, in place. Yeah, you're giving over and above that. And thank you very much. Well, this chart you'll recognise, 63,000 was the target, we made 61. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much. And some of you are thinking, oh, we're a few thousand short. Well, actually, our spending, because obviously we're spending money to try and make the thing happen, was 6,000 less, right? So the other you do your maths, what, was the, what have we got by? 4,000 up. So our building fund is up by 4,000 pounds. So I want to say, we want to say, thank you, church. Right? Because it's important. Because when we actually go to the the 600,000 pounds, which is that bit there, which we're going to have to finance, unless the Lord gives us some other means to do it, right? We're going to have to prove to the finances that we are faithful people and that we can sustain uh, a loan of that nature. Now, before some of you think, my goodness, £600,000, that's a lot of money. At the moment, we spend around £30,000 a year on buildings, that's the church offices, renting this place out, all the resources that go into that. That is sufficient to finance that loan, right? So even if we didn't do anything different, Right, we could finance that on that nature based on your just your ongoing ordinary giving, not the building fund giving, just your general giving into the general fund. Does that make sense? So we're just using wisdom. The Lord's given us a brain to use, and we're slowly putting it into a more coherent plan so that people can hear. Whether it's the the heathen kings 
the finances to say we're good for the money. And again, we're being very loose because the Lord might say, actually, let's take you into a direction which you don't know yet. And we're just trying to be faithful to that. So there's the 500,000 pounds. Some of it might come out of reserves, as I've said, but some of it obviously is about us giving. So the, ta- the challenge is here, and um, take a deep breath, folks. Take a deep breath. Is by the end of uh, 2020, December, we'll get up to around 141,000. So that's about 81,000 pounds in this financial year. So you did 40 the year before, you did 60 odd last year, and we're trying to get to 80 odd this year. Right. Shall we, shall we do an offering now, shall we? No. No, we won't do an offering now. Right. But part of this, as I said, is, you know, we, got, we don't do a big thing on finance. Well, maybe we do. I know some folks saying, oh, we're doing about finance again. I'm not here sweating away and, and doing an offering. In some churches, I won't say which churches, right? God bless them. God bless them, right? But they do, they have, they have a, a, an offering plate, right? And they pass the tray around so everyone can see what everyone's giving in, right? And when it comes back to the, the guy at the front and he counts it and sees it's not enough, they send it out again saying you're not giving enough. <laughs> it does happen, trust me, right? Now I'm not doing that, but there is a challenge about finance because it's called to our hearts, right? And in some respects, finance, although it's ours, in fact, it's not ours, right? We are stewards over the resources which God has given us, right? And um, God is no man's debtor, right? And he, I think he wants us as a church just to operate with just even a, a scintilla of faith in this huge mission for some of you. Now, you know, I said this before, it is a big, this is a challenge. I'm not telling you it's not a challenge, right? By the grace of God, in my journey, I've seen buildings of that nature happen without two pennies to rub together, right? And every month, I have to sit before the Lord saying, Lord, how are we gonna get through this month, right? And by, I would say faith, I'm not saying there hasn't been sweating and rubbing of hands and get on the prayer chain and on your knees, that sort of stuff, but I've got enough behind me to equip me for what's ahead of me. And so have you. Right? Even if you just look at the last year of us getting to 60 odd thousand pounds, right? From this little gang of oddballs, right? You've been faithful, right? And I want us still to be faithful in that. So, the talents challenge. Some of you. And this has been a slow burn in some respects, right? Some of you have got it, or half got it. What do I mean by half got it? Well, some of you have got it that we're going to try and do things over and above our ordinary giving to try and raise some funds for the building fund. And if you get that, that's fine. That's only the half bit, right? The other bit is, folks, if we're going to see a church of a thousand people, right? Again, this ain't rocket science. There's going to have to be more people than the people we've got here at the moment. That makes sense? Right? And something about us gossiping the mission and calling of the Church of Junction 10 should be almost as an invitation 
to that future congregation, right? And that ain't just going to be about you giving an invitation to our fantastic worship services or our Christmas or Easter events, what have you. It's about you being salt and light in your own individual situations, right? And it may be that those folks probably don't start coming to church in this year, but they might be coming to church in 2024. Why? Because you are already starting to sow the seeds in their lives in the here and now. And part of your talent challenge is people being aware of what are these crazy Christians doing in and around Junction 10, right? Building an ark on dry land, right? And just, I'm not going to be here all afternoon, oh, your chickens are in the oven, but what we're going to do is just give a little, little spotlight to even just a couple of uh, some of the activities that have happened. So, he's not here today, it's a shame, but our brother Neil... Um, has done a talents challenge, Neil Snook. And uh, part of the talents challenge, which um, we as a church would sow a little bit of our unrestricted reserves into your activity, and then you would then multiply it somehow by whatever circumstances that you're in and involved in, right? And what we did for Neil is that church invested £24 into his Bueno Burrito business. So if you go to Park Street in Warsaw, you'll see a, a stand, uh, like a, what do you call them, like a food stand, where Neil operates it on his own, doing burritos and, what's the other Mexican stuff? Tacos, nachos, and what's the beef one? You roll it up. Enchiladas. Oh, anyway, very nice stuff, right? And I, I go most lunch times to join, grab, grab one. And... Um, the money was to pay for a banner, advertising the business to display on the back, and Neil felt that every referee he had from that banner being advertised, he would sow some of the profit of that into the building fund. God bless him. Creative, out-of-the-box ideas, hopefully Holy Spirit-inspired, using your giftings, your talents, to do that. Uh, the only snag in um, the bueno burrito thing was this. <laughs> and um, the project required, um, you know, Tim talked about find me a donkey, right? <laughs> now, I would never call Mons a donkey, but I, I imagine being kicked by a donkey is akin to being run over by, by Mons. <laughs> which I think most of the church have experienced at one level or another. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep praying into that. And thank you, Mons, for being available in all weathers for, for doing that. Uh, God bless him. As I said, he's saying 10% of any sales may buy as a result of Mons Banners Fly will be investing in the building fund. And let's hope there's not, no claims to counter that from any insurance companies from uh, Mons' activities. But now we bless you for in that. And uh, we had, a, uh, I'm going to highlight another one. Um, uh, Living Water guys, can you, can you come up for a sec? So come on, let's all of those. And uh, they did a, a talent challenge of their own. 
And I said, there are a few others. And Wall's going to tell us what happened. And then... Not me, it's the women. <laughs> you Okay, um, they decided we're a coffee shop, we do cakes, they're going to bake a cake. And um, they're going to do guess the way to the cake. So, uh, was it up to Christmas? Yeah, Christmas cake. So it was on for a couple of three weeks. And yeah, we've raised some money to give to the church for guessing the way to the cake. Right. What was the way to the cake? Six pound eight ounces or something like that. Actually, Mandy won. Mandy won? <laughs> <laughs> Fiddle. <laughs> We had to give it to the one that was just half an ounce yeah. below. <laughs> Did she make the cake? No. No. Oh, well, okay. Fantastic. And have, have you got something to? Uh, I've got an envelope for you. You got an envelope. Where's the envelope? Do you want to get the envelope out? And uh, is the keeper of the purse here? Where's Rob? Grab Rob. Rob is our um, financial administrator. And if you've got a talent challenge, or if you've got an idea, or you want to give to the church, just on our regular normal giving, you see Robert. Rob, can you uh, receive from Wall this uh, talent challenge money, please? So people can get this. Yeah. Yes. Well, turn around if Rob's trying to be shy. Come on, Rob. So that's Rob who you've got to see. Get a form, a gift aid. Round of applause for the Living Water guys. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So let's go back to our scripture in Luke uh, 6. I want to split it up into three sections. Pray, invest, and multiply. Pray is planning, receiving wisdom from the Father. And when Jesus was at the mountaintop, that's exactly what he was doing. He was communing with Father God, receiving wisdom, knowledge, insight into his mission and calling. And that's exactly what we as the body of Christ, in terms of the rhythms of our life, should be um, pressing into. Yes, it's our quiet times, not just in the closet, in, the, in our uh, stillness of our room, but even in the everyday, everyday, trying to hear what is God saying? Being alongside people, that's why fellowship is important. To get confirmation about what God is saying. And maybe allow God to speak into you because you, maybe for whatever reason, aren't open to that particular intervention from God. It's important for us folks. And then Jesus left the mountaintop and went down to his disciples, we read in the scripture, where he invested that which the Father had given to him into his disciples. And we cannot keep the treasure that God has given to us just to ourselves, to benefit ourselves. We have a calling and a mandate to see it multiply. And in Luke 6, you'll see that the disciples with Jesus went out and ministered to the crowd. Luke 19, which Tim had uh, talked about, says that, says that the Lord commanded the disciples to tell the others that he needed that donkey. And why did they need the donkey? The cry went out. 
to the disciples' obedient act because the Lord needs it. And what is the donkey that the Lord wants us to use? However unconventional, baking a cake and doing a burrito stand. Maybe in the sense that it's a very ordinary, like the donkey, a very ordinary thing, not associated with grand missions. And in fact, maybe there's a doubt that it could ever be used or could be used for the purpose of multiplication. And in speaking of multiplication, for us as a church ahead of the art building, over the next probably four years, the church as a whole will be seeking to multiply. Multiply in part by working with our ARC partners, the ones I highlighted earlier, YMCA and Four Mission and, and, and the like, to do some spot projects ahead of the building being opened. Let's think about the decade. Preparing almost the ground and the people that we're coming back. Yeah? So it may look like, for example, the YMCA saying, actually, which they have said, let's start doing some uh, work with mothers and toddlers on the Allenwell estate. Let's not wait till the building opens. Why? Let's get them ready for that. Yeah? So it's us going back, not just to the site, but to the area. And we've got four years to start sowing those seeds and multiplying them, ready to fill in part that building. Yeah? Discussions with Formation this last week about how we start equipping local missionaries to be missionaries in our locality. Why are we waiting for the building to be open to do that when we can start now and Warsaw being a hub for that? Sowing seeds. You see, our thousand people are just a portion of the bigger black country vision of 1.2 million, which is the population of the black country, right? And the scripture tells us that the Lord wants, it is desire that everyone be saved, right? That's God's plan and desire for everyone to know him, to love him. And so we have to think big. We have to think that every person in the black country has a right to hear the gospel and have the opportunity to respond to it. So us as a church, what's the bit that we can believe for? Well, if we're building a church of a thousand seats, then surely we can believe for a thousand of that. Yes? As, as our part. And not just for the black country. Well, so you think 1.2 million is too big. Well, Warsaw is around 270,000 people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. At the last census, 63% of the population identified themselves as Christian. Did you know that? In Warsaw. Now we're due another census in next year. Yeah? I'll be interested to see what the stats are, how many people actually identify themselves as Christian. How much of them are agnostic well, agnostic won't be one of them, but some something else. Maybe Jedi, I don't know. Yeah. But at least gives an indication that 30 odd, nearly 40% of the population 
are still yet to know the Lord. Now, I couldn't tell you of that 60-odd percent how much of them are tr truly born again. And in some respects, it ain't my job, right? But what we have to do as a church is to seek the lost. And our thousand is part of that journey as well, working with other churches. Now, our talents challenge, yes, in part refers to talent, yes, the attributes of our folk, um, what they're doing, but it also refers to the scriptural parable in Matthew 25, which Joel made us aware of last year or the year before, not referring just to talents as giftings, but talents as money. And a talent was a, a form of currency back in uh, those biblical days. And in that parable, the first two servants were faithful to care for their master's money. And they were rewarded accordingly. And the third servant in the parable lacked faith. And the master saw this as worthlessness. And that particular servant lost what he had. And from the passage, we conclude that God gives currency to every person. Now this currency may vary in amounts from person to person. However, as individuals, we are to give the amount of currency the owner asks of us to do because we are stewards. And that's no difference corporately to us as a church, as a limited company, as a corporate entity. And in Joe's challenge to us, on top of our commitment financially to support your talents challenges, we'll sow into you. Our trustees, as a church, we have a group of trustees who are stewards over the resource of the church. Beyond our restricted building fund, we are committing over the next five years approximately £50,000 of our unrestricted reserves. That's roughly £10,000 a year to help with some of the spot projects on the Allenwell estate. Yeah? That's maybe £200,000 per activity. Now, we still don't know exactly what they're going to look like yet. It might be, obviously, say, helping out and matching alongside the money that the YMCA put together with some of those activities. Because we aren't just sitting on our unrestricted reserves and waiting for a rainy day. We still have some rainy day money, which, as good stewards, we've got to do in case things went belly up. We've got three months of reserves to do that. We have some more reserves, and we're going to work it. Because if we are challenging you to work your talents, then we as a church should work ours. Yeah? Okay. So that's what we're going to do. And it is purpose for, for mission. And um, to help us with this 10-year vision, let me just show you this slide here. Obviously, you know, there's us three elders, Joe, me, and Rach. And... Um, God bless Rach, she's come to the end of her sabbatical and it's great to hear on the, from the front sharing what God's been given and Rach in her own words at some time in the future can say where she's at and what, what's happening but we will still take this oversight over the vision and mission of the church aided by the trustees who diligent people, people like Phil Walker and Andrew Akani and What's his name over there on the desk? Mary Banks. We're the trustees of the church who meet every quarter and in between that with, with subcommittees to make sure that we're, we're 
the resources of the church are used properly and, pro- and properly. This here in the middle, we have a staff team, Sue and uh, Vicky and Rob, but also a lot of volunteers who are working to make sure what is invested from our funds and resources is invested into you to equip you for works of service. And over the 10 years to come, or whatever's left of the decade, that team will grow. And some of you will feel called and will acknowledge that call, hopefully, to step up into that work. It might be as, as a paid member of staff. Yeah. Some might call them deacons, yeah. right? And some of you might just be doing what you do faithfully, right? But for that thousand people, we're going to have to step up because the church of today and now will look different and will have to be for that church of a thousand, yes? And pulling this building project together isn't just about the bricks and mortar. It's thinking about how is it all going to work? And so we know we've had to surround ourselves and we'll be surrounding ourselves with a, a team of people maybe linked to those themes of the building. Maybe, con- I, say, I say controversial, it may have a resemblance to a fivefold ministry type activity to take an oversight over uh, what we're doing on the practical for that vision going forward. But we need to pray for us because we're still working that stuff out, but we're looking into the future, even through a dark glass dimly, and waiting for the, the Lord to give us revelation. But we can't just stand here and wait for it to happen. We need to be faithful to what God has given us now and make those steps accordingly towards it. Lastly, the talents challenge isn't just about, as I said, baking a cake and counting how many sweets in the jar. It's about us working the giftings that God has given us for this greater mission. And I said at uh, the Love Warsaw events with all the churches, Warsaw will be saved, right? That's the desire of the Lord, and he can't do it. I'll say it again, he can't do it unless he has faithful men and women of God who are partnering with him to see that. So, will you pray? Will you dedicate yourself to discern what the mind of Christ is? Not just for your own individual circumstances, your neighbours, your work colleagues, those people which you're going to have impact that I can't see, I can't connect with, but you have. Will you invest the giftings that God has given you And yes, your money as well, into helping us achieve that. And will you multiply? Will you extend yourself? Because you will be, in some cases, the only Jesus that people will ever see. Lord, help us. But he will help us. And he has helped us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy towards us. You've done so much for us, Lord God, and um, you ask for so little in return, Lord, comparative to what you've done for us, Lord. Eternal life, relationship with you, Father God, hope and joy and peace, even in the midst of turmoil and challenge, Lord God. And yet here we are, Lord, children Lord we we want to 
journey and partner with you in your plans and purposes. But we're also conscious, Lord God, of our ignorance, uh, our fears, our disappointments, not just with unrealized visions and promises, but also maybe the, the burdens of life, Lord God, where we have been disappointed and think, well, what's the point because this happened or that happened? But yet here we are again, Lord God, at the mountaintop, Lord, seeking to hear your word. Help us, Lord, to hear individually and corporately as the church at Junction 10, as the church of Warsaw, as the church of the black country, to hear your word and then to encourage and challenge and spur each other on to the calling you've given us in order that we might multiply and speak to the crowd, the masses, those who have yet to know you, people who are turning on their TV and, and in despair because uh, a celebrity's lost their life. And Lord, you know, God, the only hope for our world is you, Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, as you've chosen this method to use your people, help us to be those mirrors that reflect you brilliantly, Lord God. And we know, Lord, you can and you will if we are willing. And so we say, Lord, in faith, we are willing. In Jesus' name, your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friends.